Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Colin II, and with me as always via Zoom is... Miss Sesame... Um... Sesame, uh... Dark Dr. Hero... Encarta. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting name. Yeah. Um, have you always been that person? Uh, as far as I know, it's kind of hard for me to tell the difference between what's in my mind and what's on the outside, so I don't know. Yeah. My, doc- my doctor, I-, I don't know. I don't trust him. I think he's, he's, he's doing something against me, so I gotta be, gotta be vigilant. Yes. You you should always suspect that your doctor is yeah. the avatar for an Egyptian you, goddess. You have to. I mean, why? Yeah. You, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta put your walls up somehow. You know. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really weird when I go to the dentist and I'm like, "Hey, who are you representing?" <laughs> right. Exactly. Are you, are you Ahmed? Are you Ahmed? No, I don't want you cleaning my teeth. So go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I died last week. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> you didn't trust Ahmed? <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust doctors, so I just died. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Um, wow. So, uh, today on the show, we are covering the uh, episode four of Moon Knight, the Marvel and Disney Plus show. Uh, this episode was entitled The Tomb. It was directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Written by Alex Mihan, Peter Cameron, and Sabir Prasada. Um, yes. Excuse me, folks, if my voice sounds a little weird. I have a bit of a cold, so I might sound kind of stuffy. Mm-hmm. Well, it's okay. It might just be an illusion, too. So Yes. Or maybe I don't have a cold, but one of my multiple personalities does. Maybe, or maybe the person listening just thinks that you do. So. 
maybe I don't even exist. It's quite possible, actually. Um, yeah, why, what, why am I recording a podcast then? Uh, yeah, well, what if it's just me thinking that you exist and that the podcast also doesn't exist and everything around me is actually just like a, like a sort of holographic reality kind of situation going on? <clears throat> you know? Could be the case. Yeah. Well, thank you for creating me in your mind then. And, yeah, um, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so in this episode, what happens here, Sesame? Uh, <clears throat> see, everything and nothing at the same time. <clears throat> yes. What I mean by that is it was a very slow episode. Um, not a lot going on. Uh, and externally, but a whole lot going on as far as like moving the show forward. So, uh, you know, from, from last week's episode, Kanshu uh, sacrifices himself uh, to turn the stars back to where they were 2,000 years ago so they could find uh, where, the, where Ahmed's um, tomb is. And then uh, Stephen, you know, passed out too because he was he was wearing his version of the suit when it happened, and so he's she, Layla can't get him to wake up. So these these guys show up in like a jeep and they're shooting at them. It's like nighttime and stuff, you know. So Layla had to you know abandon him just for shortly, just so that you know they wouldn't shoot her. So uh, she did like some cool, you know, like mercenary fighter stuff you know where she she like took like a flare and then she like showed it to them so they went after her but then like the flare was just sitting there by itself and then she ran behind the truck and then threw the flare onto like a bunch of like i guess bullets or ammunition or something and then um so then it made like the truck like you know explode you know with fireworks and stuff and you know killed the two dudes in the car or at least knocked them out and uh and then Steven wakes up and he's like looking at her and she's like, What? You know, whatever. Um So that was like your like your big intro moment, you know. It was kind of cool. Almost reminded me of Back to the Future a little bit. It's interesting. Um Yeah. You know, when, back when the quote Bolivians were chasing Marty. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting. And then, you know, because we're kind of dealing with like time and stuff here, so that's kind of an interesting little thing. Um and yeah. uh yeah. And we got, and, uh, like, I mean, the, the rest of the first half of the episode did, to me, have kind of a mummy Indiana Jones sort of feel to it. Yeah, lots of homages. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, basically, everything that happens after this, so, like, um, so, like, the family goes on vacation, right? And uh, they, 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 they want to take Beethoven with them. And, uh, <laughs> And like you know, Beethoven's like always misbehaving and stuff like that, and they're like, uh, "That's like, a different." Oh, sorry, I, my reality is getting switched up. I, I was thinking of Beethoven's Fifth, um, <sighs> there where the, they, the these two guys are trying to steal like a DVD or some weird shit like that. I don't know. And then like, oh, like I think that was Beethoven's uh, Third. Third's okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm talking about the one Judge Reinhold was in it. Yeah, and, uh, pretty sure Judge- that's it. 
about judgment, that kind of makes sense, you know, because you got the judgment of Amit. Amit, you just judgment, judge Amit, kind of sounds somewhat similar. Beethoven was a composer. Uh, he had one of his senses that he couldn't um, have any have control over anymore, but yet he was able to make great compositions that changed the world. Mark, you know, doesn't have complete control of his mind, yet he's also changing the world by working with the Egyptian god. So it's like it all... It all so essentially, to- Moon Knight and the Beethoven movie franchise are the same thing. <laughs> I would say so. I, I would call it Beethoven's Night, personally. But, um, you know... Maybe get Beethoven into like a nice little costume, you know. I don't often be... disagree with you, <laughs> but I'm gonna have to here. We caught Moontoven. That would be another good one. Moontoven. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, anyway, so I'm, I'm sensing that it's I'm... more like the Sandlot, but that's just me. Anyways, um, sounds <laughs> better actually. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're in a bunch of sand. So anyway, so like Judge Reinhold's character has like this dream where Beethoven is like eating him because he's dressed as a hot dog for some reason. And that's the end of the episode. No, that's the end. We already did a review on that one. Okay, anyway. Um, I'm, I'm really goofy today. So, um, so I think too much sun exposure, maybe. Um, That'll happen. It will happen, yes. But anyway, so <clears throat> they, Stephen and Layla, like, Layla, like, really likes Stephen. And she's, like, flirting with them, like, saying, like, you smell just like Mark. And, like, of course, you know, you do, like, why wouldn't you? And and then they're about to kiss, but then Stephen <clears throat> stops her to let her know that the only reason why Mark has been pushing her away is because Kanchu wants her for like his like second avatar, I guess. Once he's done with Mark, so like or his his new avatar, like, thing, you know, like he wasn't gonna kiss the girl unless like you know he told her the truth. So he's like the the nice guy, you know, motif or whatever, you know. And they end up kissing anyway, of course, and then. Uh, and Steven's like looking like freaking like punch drug love or whatever. Like, <laughs> and then he literally gets punched. He punches himself. Yeah. Or Mark punches him or whoever punches yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, she goes down to the, you know, the pit or whatever. She's got, you know, they got their harnesses set up and he falls down because he got punched by someone. And, uh, and this is where all the cool shit happens. Really scary stuff. I mean, they're pretty much in this this area for most of the episode, or all of it, really. And yeah, my only complaint was it was really dark on my TV. Well, pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. I, I same issue. Um, um, but one of the cool things is, so like they get there first. I think. Well, no, the Harold's people are already there, but they they like find like a better entry point, I guess, or something like that. So like. Um, like, they're just, like, one step ahead of Hero and his people, and, like, they're hearing, like, gunfire and stuff. Like, we're like what are they shooting at, you know? Like, like, what's going on? We find out is that, like, there's, like, the, like, sorcerers from, like, 2,000, 3,000 years ago or whatever still alive who are, like, protecting, like, the, the pharaohs or whatever. And my guess was that Hero was just, like, shooting his own people as, like, bait, essentially. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't know, but that's what I'm thinking. Um, and like, so like his like second in command dude. Uh, well, not, I don't know if he's second in command, but he's like one of the higher ups because he was. It was him and um, 
and like uh, the black woman who were pretending to be like the police who showed up to kidnap him that one time. Yeah, Fitzgerald and, and Kennedy. So, so he's dead. He because one of these these guys like takes a tool and like takes out all his organs or something. That was really that was that was like a horror episode right there. And um and like Layla's like you know like just literally sitting behind the table as this is going on and trying not to make a sound. And Stevens like up on the like the rafters or whatever like. So he's like looking down, and eventually, um, eventually Layla like knocks down like a little idol or something like that, and the dude hears her, and then, and then like you see Stephen. These these obviously these are not human because they have like supernatural speed and like the ability to just like jump like from like like zero to a hundred, like you know, and um, so it's so it's official. We got weird inhuman or extra human people living inside the tombs of pyramid or or whatever um it's actually not a pyramid but um anyway yeah and uh uh, they they have uh they they realize the tomb is shaped like the eye of horus yeah and they find themselves in the presence of a possible room used for human sacrifices that's what we are going through here there so Mm -hmm. that's probably what they were dealing with and then um they see somebody brutally murdered with their organs removed and placed in <laughs> jars they didn't show it but, but yeah but yeah <laughs> you um, heard the they saw it we didn't um yeah. <clears throat> um layla battles uh one of them and we like we said it it's it's an inhuman um, they're basically probably mummies, spiritual mummies guarding the t- tomb of the pharaoh. Um, we're not really ever explained what or who they are. <laughs> um, they realize after doing some other fancy, you know, figuring out shit. Um, <laughs> that's what they call it, right? Yeah, fancy figuring out shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> that the tomb is not just of any pharaoh, but it's of Alexander the Great. Yeah. The Macedonian ruler who was crowned king of Egypt. And uh, he founded the Egyptian city of Alexandria. And apparently he was at one point Ahmet's avatar. <laughs> that, that's freaking weird, man. Yeah. Um, but you know, it kind of makes sense because he like conquered like the known world at that point, and his his judgment was fierce. Um, <clears throat> but um, but kind of weird though because so Ahmed's supposed to like judge people like before they do anything bad, but like. Alexander would just go and just conquer territories and just like kill people for like just to conquer. So wouldn't that be like an evil act in of itself? Or well, maybe that's a clue it? as to why Amit got yeah stuck in the mummified. Amit willing to compromise with their own values just yeah. for the sake of ruling. Like, oh, I'll let this guy do a bunch of evil shit, but but yeah, you're supposed to judge evil. But you're like, yeah, but this guy's a necessary evil. It's like, well, you just want to get strong teachings, so you know whatever. Um. <clears throat> so uh, Stephen then discovers the tomb um, he opens it up and he 
opens up the mummified jaw because he determines that the that uh the avatar was the voice for Ahmet, so the yeah. place that would be hidden <laughs> is yeah. in its throat. So he goes puts his hand down the gullet of the mummy yeah. and pulls out the the statue. The was it Ushapti, I think is what he said, or Shapti yeah. got the well, was pretty cool. It was a yeah. pretty cool little or whatever. Um <clears throat> Um, so, uh, then we have a scene where, uh, Layla defeats that inhuman sorcerer creature mummy thing. (laughs) (laughs) And she notices that, uh, Harrow is across the opening, the open pit watching her. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very... I don't know, mummy meets Indiana Jones feeling there. And, uh, (laughs) um, he reveals what we already assumed about her father, about how Mark was there or had something to do with the death of her father. Yep. Um, she finds Stephen at the tomb of Alexander the great and demands to speak to Mark. Mark take control, takes control of the body and he, um, reveals that his partner had killed her father and the other archaeologists. But he didn't, you know, have anything to do with the death. Right. And somehow he survived. And that's much like what happens actually in the comic books to be his origin. He was actually saved by Conchu. Yeah, this guy named Bushman mm. tried yeah. to kill him and quite kind of just left him for dead, really, which is it's always like the dumbest thing ever. It's like, oh, yeah, he's probably dead. Whatever, it's fine. So, um, he said he couldn't stop him, and in turn his partner um, killed him as well, and like I said, he was brought back by Khonshu. Uh Layla is uh, heartbroken, but <clears throat> they don't have time to dwell on that, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, Arthur Harrow then provides Mark one last chance to save himself. <laughs> but he declines, and Harrow shoots him, and he falls into what appears to be a puddle of water. <laughs> yeah. At first. <laughs> and then things get crazy from there. What do you say we take yeah. a break? What, what do you say we take a break and then we get into crazy land? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back, folks. Hey, I'm Jay Remy, host of No Outlet Live. If you're in a podcast that explore any and everything, check us out. We stream anywhere you listen or watch podcasts, or just type No Outlet Live one word in your Google search bar to find the show. Live Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Facebook. No Outlet Live, your road to boredom ends here. Do you like Tessa? Do you think this will be a date that can last? Well, uh, she's not very articulate. Rolling, rolling, rolling. (laughs) Rolling here. Okay, everybody, welcome to the latest episode of All Too Real 2. My name is Michael E. Cullen II, and with me as always via Zoom is... Is Sesame... Um... 
Sesame uh, Dark Doctor Hero and Carta. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's an interesting name. Yeah. Um. Have you always been that person? Uh, as far as I know, it's kind of hard for me to tell the difference between what's in my mind and what's on the outside. So I don't know. Yeah. My, doc- my doctor, I, I don't know. I don't trust him. I think he's, he's, he's doing something against me. So I gotta be, gotta be vigilant. Yes. You know, you should always suspect that your doctor is yeah. the avatar for an Egyptian <laughs> goddess. You have to. I mean, why? Like, yeah. You got to put your walls up somehow, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird when I go to the dentist and I'm like, hey, who are you representing? <laughs> right, exactly. Are you, are you Ahmed? Are you Ahmed? No, I don't want you cleaning my teeth. So, go. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I died last week. <laughs> Whoa. Wait, what? <laughs> you didn't trust Ahmed? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't trust doctors, so I just died. <laughs> oh, I see. Yes. Um, wow. So, uh, today on the show, we are covering the uh, episode four of Moon Knight, the Marvel and Disney Plus show. Uh, this episode was entitled The Tomb. It was directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead, written by Alex Meehan, Peter Cameron, and Sabir Prasada. Um, yes. Excuse me, folks, if my voice sounds a little weird, I have a bit of a cold, so I might sound kind of stuffy. Well, it's okay, it might just be an illusion, too, so... Yes, or maybe I don't have a cold, but one of my multiple personalities does. Maybe, or maybe the person listening just thinks that you do, so... Maybe I don't even exist. It's quite possible, actually. Um, yeah, why, what, why am I recording a podcast, then? Uh, yeah, well, what if it's just me thinking that you exist, and that the podcast also doesn't exist, and everything around me is actually just like a, like a sort of holographic reality kind of situation going on? <clears throat> you know could be the case yeah well, thank you for creating me in your mind then and, yeah, um, yeah you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> anyway so in this episode what happens here sesame uh <clears throat> see everything and nothing at the same time <clears throat> yes. what I mean by that is it was a very slow episode. Um, not a lot going on uh, in externally, but a whole lot going on as far as like moving the show forward. So, uh, you know, from from last week's episode, Kanchu uh, sacrifices himself uh, to turn the stars back to where they were 2,000 years ago so they could find uh, where the where Amit's um, tomb is. And then uh, Stephen, you know, passed out too because he was he was wearing 
his version of the suit when it happened. And so he's Layla can't get him to wake up. So these these guys show up in like a jeep and they're shooting at them. It's like nighttime and stuff, you know. So Layla had to you know abandon him just for shortly, just so that you know they wouldn't shoot her. So uh, she did like some cool, you know, like mercenary fighter stuff, you know, where she she like took like a flare and then she like showed it to them so they went after her but then like the flare was just sitting there by itself and then she ran behind the truck and then threw the flare onto like a bunch of like I guess bullets or ammunition or something and then um, so then it made like the truck like you know explode you know with fireworks and stuff and you know killed the two dudes in the car or at least knocked them out and uh, and then Steven wakes up and he's like looking at her and she's like what you know whatever um so that was like your like your big intro moment, you know. It was kind of cool. Almost reminded me of Back to the Future a little bit. It's interesting. Um, yeah, you know, when, back when the quote Bolivians were chasing Marty. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting, and you know, yeah, because we're kind of dealing with like time and stuff here, so that's kind of an interesting little thing. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah. and we got and, uh, like I mean the the rest of the first half of the episode did to me have kind of a mummy indiana jones sort of feel to it yeah lots of homages uh so basically everything that happens after this so like um so like the family goes on vacation right and uh they 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 they, they want to take beethoven with them and uh and like you know beethoven's like always misbehaving and stuff like that and they're like uh, that's they're like, a different Oh, sorry. My reality is getting switched up. I was thinking of Beethoven's Fifth, um, there, where the, they, the these two guys are trying to steal like a DVD or some weird shit like that. I don't know. And then like, oh, like I think that was Beethoven's uh, Third. Third's okay. <laughs> Whatever. I'm talking about the one Judge Reinhold was in it. Yeah, and, uh, pretty sure that's it. A judgment. So that kind of makes sense, you know, because you got the judgment of Amit. Amit, you just judgment, judge Amit kind of sounds somewhat similar. Beethoven was a composer. Uh, he had one of his senses that he couldn't um, have any have control over anymore, but yet he was able to make great compositions that changed the world. Mark, you know, doesn't have complete control of his mind yet. He's also changing the world by working with the Egyptian god. So it's like it all. It all so essentially. Moon Knight and the Beethoven movie franchise are the same thing. I would say so. I, I would call it Beethoven's Night personally, but um, you know, maybe get Beethoven into like a nice little costume. You know, I don't often be- disagree with you, <laughs> but I'm gonna have to here. We call it Moontoven. That would be another good one. Moontoven. Anyway, so I'm, I'm sensing that it's more like the Sandlot, but that's just me. Anyways, um, sounds <laughs> better actually. Um, yeah, <laughs> they're in a bunch of sand. So anyway, so like Judge Reinhold's character has like this dream where Beethoven is like eating him because he's dressed as a hot dog for some reason, and that's the end of the episode. No, that's the end. We already did a review on that one. Okay, anyway, um, I'm I'm really goofy today. So um, so I think too much sun exposure, maybe. Um, that'll happen. It will happen, yes. But anyway, so <clears throat> they, Stephen and Layla, like Layla, like really likes Stephen, and she's like flirting with them, like saying, like you smell just like Mark, and 
They go, of course, you know, you do, like, why wouldn't you? And and then they're about to kiss, but then Steven <clears throat> stops her to let her know that the only reason why Mark has been pushing her away is because Kanchu wants her for, like, his, like, second avatar, I guess, once he's done with Mark. So, like... Or his, his new avatar. Thing, you know, like, he wasn't going to kiss the girl unless, like, you know, he told her the truth. So he's, like, the, the nice guy, you know, motif or whatever. You know, and they end up kissing anyway, of course. And then, uh, and Steven's like looking like freaking like punch drug love or whatever. Like, and, and then uh, he literally gets punched. He punches himself. Yeah. Or Mark punches him or whoever punches yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, she goes down to the, you know, the pit or whatever. She's got, you know, they got their harnesses set up and he falls down because he got punched by someone. And, uh, and this is where all the cool shit happens. Really scary stuff. I mean, they're pretty much in this this area for most of the episode, or all of it, really. And yeah, my only complaint was it was really dark on my TV. Well, pretty dark. Yeah, yeah. I, I same issue. Um, um, but one of the cool things is, so like they get there first. I think. Well, no, the Harold's people are already there, but they they like find like a better entry point, I guess, or something like that. So like. Um, like, they're just, like, one step ahead of Harrow and his people, and, like, they're hearing, like, gunfire and stuff. Like, we're like what are they shooting at, you know? Like, like, what's going on? We find out is that, like, there's, like, the, like, sorcerers from, like, 2,000, 3,000 years ago or whatever still alive who are, like, protecting, like, the, the pharaohs or whatever. And my guess was that Harrow was just, like, shooting his own people as, like, bait, essentially. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, mean, I don't know, but that's what I'm thinking. Um, and like, so like his like second in command dude. Uh, well, not, I don't know if he's second in command, but he's like one of the higher ups because he was. It was him and um, and like uh, the black woman who were pretending to be like the police who showed up to kidnap him at one time. Yeah, Fitzgerald and, and Kennedy. Oh, so he's dead. He because one of these these guys like takes a tool and like takes out all his organs or something. That was really. That was, that was like a horror episode right there, and um, and like Layla's like you know like just literally sitting behind the table as this is going on, like trying not to make a sound, and Stevens like up on the like the rafters or whatever, like like so he's like looking down, and eventually um, eventually Layla like knocks down like a little idol or something like that, and the dude hears her, and then and then like you see Steven. these these obviously these are not human because they have like supernatural speed. And like the ability to just like jump like from like like zero to a hundred, like you know, and um, so it's so it's official. We got weird, inhuman or extra human yeah. people living inside the tombs of pyramid or, or whatever. Um, it's actually not a pyramid, but um, a tomb. anyway, yeah. And uh, uh, they they have a they they realize the tomb is shaped like the eye of Horus. Yeah, and they find themselves in the presence of a possible room used for human sacrifices. That's what we are going through here. There, so mm-hmm. that's probably what they were dealing with. And then um, they see somebody brutally murdered with their organs removed and placed in <laughs> jars. They didn't show it, but, but yeah, but yeah. <laughs> you um, heard the they saw it. We didn't. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, Layla battles uh, 
one of them. And we, like we said, it, it's it's an inhuman. Um, they're basically probably mummies, spiritual mummies guarding the t- tomb of the pharaoh. Um, we're not really ever explained what or who they are. <laughs> um, they realize after doing some other fancy, you know, figuring out shit. Um, <laughs> that's what they call it, right? Yeah, fancy figuring out shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> that the tomb is not just of any pharaoh, but it's of Alexander the Great. Yeah. The Macedonian ruler who was crowned king of Egypt. And uh, he founded the Egyptian city of Alexandria. And apparently he was at one point Ahmet's avatar. <laughs> That, that's freaking weird, man. Yeah. Um, but you know, it kind of makes sense because he like conquered like the known world at that point and his his judgment was fierce. Um, <clears throat> but um, but kind of weird though because so Ahmed's supposed to like judge people like before they do anything bad but like Alexander would just go and just conquer territories and just like kill people for like just to conquer. So wouldn't that be like an evil act in of itself? Or well, maybe that's a clue it? as to why Amit got yeah stuck in the mummified. Amit willing to compromise with their own values just yeah. for the sake of ruling. Like, oh, I'll let this guy do a bunch of evil shit, but but yeah, you're supposed to judge evil. But you're like, yeah, but this guy's a necessary evil. It's like, well, you just want to get strong teaching, so you know whatever. Um. <clears throat> so uh, Stephen then discovers the tomb um, he opens it up and he opens up the mummified jaw because he determines that the that uh, the avatar was the voice for Ahmet so the yeah. place that would be hidden <laughs> is Ugh. in its throat <laughs> so he goes puts his hand down the gullet of the mummy Ugh, yeah. And pulls out the the statue. The was it Ushapti? I think is what he said, or Shapti. Yeah. Got the well, it was pretty cool. It was a yeah. pretty cool little or whatever. Um. <clears throat> um. So. Uh, then we have a scene where. Uh, Layla defeats that inhuman sorcerer creature mummy thing. <laughs> and she notices that uh Harrow is across the opening the open pit watching her. Yeah. Um, you know, it's very I don't know, mummy meets Indiana Jones feeling there. And uh <laughs> um he reveals what we already assumed about her father about how Mark was there or had something to do with the death of her father. Yep. Um, she finds Stephen at the tomb of Alexander the great and demands to speak to Mark. Mark take control, takes control of the body and, um, reveals that his partner had killed her father and the other archeologists. 
but he didn't, you know, have anything to do with the death. Right. And somehow he survived. And that's much like what happens actually in the comic books to be his origin. He was actually saved by Kanchu. Yeah, this guy named Bushman mm. tried yeah. to kill him and quite kind of just left him for dead, really, which is it's always like the dumbest thing ever. It's like, oh, yeah, he's probably dead. Whatever, it's fine. So um, he said he couldn't stop him. And in turn, his partner um, killed him as well. And like I said, he was brought back by Kanchu. Uh, Layla is uh, heartbroken, but <clears throat> they don't have time to dwell on that, you know? Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, Arthur Harrow then provides Mark one last chance to save himself. Mm-hmm. But he declines, and Harrow shoots him, and he falls into what appears to be a puddle of water. <laughs> yeah. At first. Mm-hmm. And then things get crazy from there. What do you say we take yeah. a break? What, what do you say we take a break and then we get into crazy land? Yeah, sure. Okay. We we'll be right back, folks. Thanks for listening to All Too Real 2 Podcast, a Cullen Park production. Produced and edited by Michael E. Cullen II. Music by Matthew Haas. Subscribe and share the show. Visit us at cullenpark.com. Thank you.